0: Here's Becky and Milhaven, Just saying, I am not McGraw
1: milhaven and I am McGraw milhaven Good morning this afternoon.
0: Well, that must make me Tom Beckham.
1: Um, I get confused sometimes. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> have you been on Drudge today?
0: Uh yeah, passively. I mean, I haven't really, you know, like delved into it. I see where uh, old Boris is on the way out in uh, in uh, in Great Britain, but other than that, what?
1: there's a a picture of the new apparently it's a new york post and it's a picture of uh nancy pelosi
0: oh i did see that i did see that nancy pelosi showing her hooters nancy pelosi showing
1: some cleavage holy mackerel she's all
0: there evidently and you know i you know what i'll admit Nancy Pelosi, oh, no, this come what me. are
1: you going to admit? This is being recorded.
0: I, I know I'm going to get canceled after this, and some women are going to be upset about this. I've just never looked at Nancy Pelosi and said, Boy, nice tits. You know what I'm saying? It's just, really? It just never dawned on me. But after really? seeing that <laughs> picture in the New York Post, it's like for an old lady, you know, she got it going on.
1: Please send your letters to Tom Becca, care of Tom Becca outrageous um i would think that she needs um elaine bryant <laughs> <laughs> the cross your heart bra isn't it uh, no no it, no it's um jane bryant jane bryant jane who was it yeah that was jane bryant yeah isn't i know it? i
0: remember the, the cross, those, your remember heart cross your heart bra
1: yeah but i forget who did those well i was a kid i remember those still that's how much it was burned on my brain god you remember,
0: you remember being that age when you would see something like that and just get oh all tingly inside? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, good. the JC Z catalog is here, you know.
1: It's not Lane Bryant; it's Jane Jane Bryant, right? Jane. Oh,
0: who, who did those ads? I, I forget who did those ads. Yeah, but yeah, it was a big, big a big yeah. Hollywood movie star back in the day. Jane
1: Jane Russell. Jane Russell.
0: Yeah, Jane. Uh, yep,
1: Jane Russell. Jane Russell, thank yeah. you, Google. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> as i was as as we were signing on i went to drudge and there was a big old picture of uh nancy pelosi i i got a little scared so i apologized <laughs> God, yeah, i
0: didn't read the story i didn't, i didn't i just saw the picture i didn't read the story so what was like she just at the beach and somebody took her picture what 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 was it i
1: mean the, the, story, you know, she, please, the story please, is she, she, please she,
0: tell me member please please tell me that it's not a uh what is it members only it's not a member what what's the uh Oh, uh, Oh, OnlyFans. She doesn't have an OnlyFans page.
1: uh, Apparently, the story is that Nancy Pelosi is is showing her cleavage. That's the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, there's a lot of boobs in Washington. Oh,
1: nice. Very nice.
0: Okay, so here's something else. Had something happen to me this this weekend. I went to see the movie Elvis. Have you seen Elvis yet?
1: I have not seen the movie Elvis.
0: It's it's a pretty cool movie. I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. But it's showing in one of the... Uh, we have, uh, you know, the theater here that plays like the art, art movies, you know. In the yeah. theater that's showing Elvis also will show you a movie with subtitles, right? Okay. I go into the men's room...
1: And you get arrested. No.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Sorry. No.
0: <laughs> Where did that
1: come from? I don't know. I I go,
0: although, I go into the men's room and uh, there's tampons in there. And i not even like a machinery, like puts, you know, you know, a dollar in and, you know, it's like just a bowl of tampons, help yourself.
1: So you're in, they are saying that a transgendered woman might go into the men's room.
0: That's the only explanation I can get out of it. I will admit that when I saw, when I'm washing my hands and I saw a bowl of tampons there on the counter, I will admit that I looked to make sure I was in the right room. Although I also realized, well, I just left the urinal, so I should be, but I had to double check. But yeah, so it was just sort of a weird thing. It was just, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I mean, they're just, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to a changing world. I'm not, you know, some, some old guy just bitching, you know, yelling at the, at the clouds, you know, and, and tell people to get off my lawn, but it was just weird seeing, you know, tampons in the men's room.
1: Well, that brings up the whole, um, Bette Midler controversy. See what she got in trouble with? Yeah, I saw that. So apparently it's actually a pretty interesting article she read where they were saying that the left and the right are canceling women. Um, The left are canceling women. And it was a really interesting take about uh, they're not calling them women uh, or mothers. They're calling them, you know, uh, persons, persons who can procreate or something. Uh, because transgender men can be pregnant and all this other weird stuff, like people of menstruation, and so you're not being called a woman, you're being a per- you're being a per- And her point was, hey, they're sort of they sort of trampling on women's rights, and of course the I don't know what crowd jumped on her for being you know rude, but you have to. It was pretty interesting how Bet Bet Mittler is being criticized by the LGBTQ community.
0: Because that really was her, that was the foundation of her fan base. I mean, back in the day, day, that's how she uh, made a name for herself. She played in bathhouses in New York with Barry Manilow as her accompanist.
1: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she, uh, uh, yeah. She has a very strong LGBTQ following. Um,
1: LGBTQ2QAASU or something.
0: Okay. Now that one, that one, you can go and send your nasty emails to McGraw-Millhaven.
1: Well, I didn't say LGBTQLMNOP, which I got nasty emails on when I said it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, because when I grew up, queer was a bad word. You weren't allowed to call somebody queer. Now it's part of their moniker. I think it's kind of like the N-word. You can only say it if you are. No, I don't know. No, I don't think that's right. There's some, Because people are calling themselves queer, right? There, are other, there aren't other gay people saying you shouldn't use the queer word. Queer is a, it's a sexual philosophy, I guess, or a sexual identity of some kind. But I don't get it because I called somebody, you, you call somebody queer in, in 1985, has a different connotation than today. Yeah. Same thing with gay, right? I mean, gay meant happy. It didn't yeah. mean homosexual. So
0: so tell, tell me when you're singing Christmas carols and you hear the line, Donnie, now our day apparel, la la la-la-la, la la there's not a part of you, the junior high kid that lives inside every man who uh, still uh, sort of giggles at uh, the idea here that, uh, yeah, it's some guy in a dress.
1: No, Tom, it doesn't. I'm a little bit more mature than you. When I hear- I know you
0: better than that. No, you're not.
1: <laughs> when I hear gay apparel, I think spandex, okay? That's what I think. <laughs> oh, God. Did you, I, 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 I uh, there, was a me, there was a woman in town who I will not mention. Um, and I, every time I saw her, I thought, man, She is just sexy. There was just something about her that was just sexy. And, you know, I never asked her out. I never, you know, knew her all that well. Just, you know, you'd see her at an event and you'd say, hi, how you doing? And she was very friendly and I was just very friendly to her. But, you know, it's one of these women that you were like, man, she's just, there's something about her that's just sexy. So then I didn't see her for like a year and I walk into a party and she was a man. And I was like, oh, man, (laughs) I was like, you were sexy. Um not. Are a you starting
0: to question yourself then?
1: No, uh- no, 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 no. She, no. I was just. It was weird because you always thought she was attractive, but she, you know, she must have been struggling with I'm a man. But she, yeah. I don't know. I just found it weird that you know I always thought that she was pretty, and then she became a he. It was really quite odd.
0: It, you know, I'll tell you. I... You know, I, I mean, I, I've known a few people that are transgender and I to each their own. And, I, you know, I don't people have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. You know, but to your point about Bet Midler getting, um, you know, criticized for what she said about, about that, you know, you're, you do your talk radio program, I do my commentary, and we've been both in this business for a long time. No matter what you say in the public eye anymore, you're going to get blowback. No matter what you say in the public eye anymore, somebody's going to have a problem with it. I always, well, I, always, I always joke, but I can say it's a lovely day and get a nasty email from a guy that made some umbrellas.
1: Well, I, I um, this whole pronoun thing, right? I mean, you see this now where uh, she, he, or she, her, right? The, the, they, they accompany the pronouns. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm never going to get that right, all right? I mean, it's been drilled in my head from Kent Pavelka and my third grade English teacher on down, right? The, use the proper pronouns. And so I, I have to call now you, uh, what do I call you, a, a, a she, right? A, a she, her, right? I mean, th- that's impossible to get straight in my head. I don't mean any disrespect, but it's been ingrained in my head for 55 years, the proper English. Now you want to rip out of the wires. It's going to take time.
0: I, 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 I see your point And I, I agree with you. I, I mean, no disrespect either. And I understand because they're, they're like, you'll see this on Facebook or on emails that you get, that sort of a thing. Where somebody who is obviously a woman and all other pronouns in there is, you know, she and her, or somebody that's obviously a man and his pronouns are, you know, he and uh, him. But when you have somebody there that is, look, you know, it's obviously a you know, male or female, at least from the outside, right? And they, the pronouns are they and them, I don't know how to handle
1: that. I, right. I don't, I don't know how I mean, to handle the they and them. So you would say, hey, um, uh, it and I went to the store, <laughs> I, right? I mean, that's- well, you see, it, I, and, and again, you're gonna get blasted
0: for that, but I, I think that's a very valid question. What do you, I, I don't know, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, it and I went to the store, right? I was talking to it and they said, uh, you know, they wanted tuna? I mean, that's- uh,
0: Yeah. It, by the way, uh, is uh, it your cousin? N- no C- C- cousin it an old
1: family uh, uh, reference uh, yeah. nice nice 1970s reference there yeah yeah an old classic tv reference or it could be wait a wait shame. wait a minute. wait
0: a minute. you're you're referencing you're referencing jane russell bra ads and you're giving me shit because i throw out a cousin it reference
1: yeah but jane russell was when i was like 6 and i knew i liked jane russell i didn't know why <laughs> But I knew I liked her. <laughs> you
0: know, and that—that's—that's that's when I came to the realization that people have got to be born gay. Because I knew, at a, I knew at an early age that when that babysitter from across the street came across, came over, you know, wearing a short skirt and nylons, and I felt all tingly.
1: Uh, will you stop saying that? That sounds cr- creepy. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was an innocent young lad. I didn't know anybody.
1: I, I, was an I do remember. I do remember being in high school. I mean, I remember liking girls. Mm-hmm. But I remember being in in high school at some point, like thinking to myself, "Am I gay? I don't think I'm gay. I like women, so I'm not gay." And I was like, "Oh, thank God, I'm not gay." I could only imagine the horror the people who were gay put themselves through coming to the realization they were gay. There was a and guy. It's in, just heartbreaking.
0: I, I was I was in I was in the band in high school, and there was a guy in our uh, in our band who was like calling everybody gay, you know, you're gay, you're homo, you know, as, as junior, as, you know, juniors in high school and seniors in high schools will do, you know, back then at least, I'm not so sure they do it now in this enlightened age, but uh, but back then, you know, he called everybody a homo and, you know, all that stuff, right? Uh, Find out that the 10-year reunion that, uh, that he was gay and he died of AIDS, but he was the one that was calling everybody up. And I think it was just a way of him to, I don't know, come to grips with whatever he was dealing with.
1: Well, he was he saying it in a derogatory way.
0: It was a way that you know, I mean, look, you were on a you know you you played you played sports and baseball, right? Back in you know back right. in the day, right? I, yep. You know, I'm sure the guys on your team would you know call each "you fag," right? I mean, they would use that,
1: right? right? But you right, but you wouldn't. It would be oh, that's gay, right? So oh, that's gay. But you wouldn't mean they wouldn't say it's effeminate. You would just mean it was it, it, you didn't like it or whatever yeah right I, and i understand the slur and you wouldn't say that today or whatever else but locker room talk being locker room talk but i don't think uh, nobody meant it like oh my god you're a homosexual right i don't think anybody meant it like a derogatory term like that it was more like oh you joker that's stupid yeah right that's kind of how it was anyway that was that's how it was meant with me language I don't think is a, language is a very than, funny thing I, yeah. I,
0: language is just a funny thing about how words can have different meanings. I, I have a, I have a friend um, here who uh, is a, uh, an immigrant from Russia, and she's a musician who just recently got put in charge of a, uh, a music festival here in town. So when I saw her uh, right after she got named uh, in charge of this festival, I said to her, I "said Hey, uh, congratulations on the gig." Well, to her, gig only meant a musical performance. You know, but she didn't own the gig, also mean, you know, just a job. Right. You know, and, and so she was not all confused. Gig? I, I had no gig, you know, yeah. Well, so do I had, you, remember, I you
1: remember when we were in Prague in the Czech Republic, and we rented Segways, and so I was on first, and as the guy's teaching you, I'm doing like loop-de-loops, and I'm like, hey, Tom, check this out. And we were in the Czech Republic, and the guy was like, what is check out? What is check out? Right. <laughs> and we're like, check out. It's like, check it out. Look at me. Oh, because it would be saying like USA out, USA out, right? I mean, well, except,
0: except that, as you'll recall, there's a very strong possibility that we rented those segways from the Russian mob.
1: No, there wasn't. There was 100% possibility that we rented <laughs> those from the Russian mob. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was actually before they invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. This is... Yeah.
0: This is back when, this is back when Russian uh, was, uh, was uh, very uh, uh, capitalist. This is
1: when, uh, this is when uh, Bush looked in Putin's eyes and saw his soul. So we were okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that was actually, because uh, we did the Segway tour in Prague and also a Segway tour in Venice, which was just so cool. Now I was in Prague again uh, three years ago and they've stopped doing the Segway tours. Evidently they were causing, they were too much of a, uh, a hazard. You know people were um uh, getting hit, hit hit by them and stuff or, or really? something but they stopped doing okay. the segway tours there but but um like every other town in in the world, they have those damn scooters those yeah. lime those lime scooters yeah they they had those
1: we did uh we did the lime scooters I think the lime scooters are probably um probably better easier better less have you, done, have you done not
0: I see i I'm of the age now where I think that if I got on one of those. I would probably just
1: hurt myself. And so-, so. So it's so funny you say that. We were in Milan last summer and my sister loves to walk everywhere. And my other sister, were, you know, lo- lo- we were looking at each other like, oh, man, she likes. It. I'm like, let's just can we just take a scooter? So the one sister says, I'll try it, but I'm not very good with my balance. I'm not very good. I was like, let's just try it if you don't like it. Right. So she's going. And, you know, she's going slow and she's wobbling the whole time, but she's surviving. we get to the first stop sign or whatever, and we stop. And I'm like, how you doing? She goes, well, I just don't have very good balance issues. And I'm like, I think it's quite the contrary. I think you've got great balance. You're, so, you're going so goddamn slow on that scooter. The fact that you can stand up means you've got great balance. Please go a little faster. <laughs>
0: I will get on one of those one of these days. I just haven't done it yet.
1: Uh, Milan was great. We went to go see the, uh, this is a great story. We went to go see the painting of the, of the, uh, of the, of the last supper. Right. And it's uh, in a, in a building, in a monastery or a, you know, a church, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you go in and it's the minute it was painted, it started fading And it faded so bad that they actually at one point forgot it was actually in the room. And at one point, somebody wanted to build a door to that room. So they knocked down a wall to put a door and lo and behold, they realized, Oh shoot. On the other side of the wall is Leonardo da Vinci's picture of the the, the last supper Um, or Michelangelo's right of the last supper. So <laughs> he cut out if you look at a picture of the of the last supper Jesus' feet are blocked out it's there's a door frame where jesus's feet should be because somebody punched a hole through the wall <laughs>
0: Um, okay. So it was Da Vinci. I, yeah. When you said Michelangelo, I thought, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Da Vinci. Sorry, da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. I just did a Google search Da Vinci. Okay. Now is the last, Su- is the last supper a decent sized painting? Cause uh, you know, I went and saw the Mona Lisa at the Louvre and you know, it's the size of a postcard. Uh,
1: the last supper is um, it's gigantic. It starts eight feet high and it goes maybe 30 yards across and you know, maybe 50 yards up okay. or may- maybe, you know, 20 yards up. It's, it's gigantic.
0: Is it really that big? Twenty yards? Oh
1: yeah, no, no. It's in a, it's, it's a whole wall in a building, uh, in an inside building. But if you look, it's got a cutout where the, somebody knocked a door in, and they've since filled it in. But there was the door, and they sort of ruined part of the Last Supper.
0: Okay, I want to get, I want to get to like the latest mass shooting and stuff like that in a minute. I want some other things I want to talk about, but um, you and I have a disagreement here. You don't even know it yet. You don't have a disagreement. I went and I saw that Van Gogh, traveling Van Gogh display.
1: Uh, The the Van Gogh.
0: Van Gogh display.
1: Yeah.
0: I loved it. I thought it was cool. You hated it.
1: Hate's a strong word, but you clearly don't know anything about Van Gogh.
0: I'm somewhat familiar with his work, yes. The the man love is absent.
1: You are are pedestrian when it comes to art history. Um, Van Gogh was... Part of his genius was he used so much paint that it created shadows on the painting. So if you looked at it from the left, it looked different than if you looked at it from the right because the shadow is different because the light was, was hitting it. The Van Gogh exhibit is all white sheets. So you kind of can't, it's kind of looking at it at two dimensions. You want to saw something different then. But the Van Gogh exhibit I saw was multimedia, uh, you're in this
0: big room, and they, and they uh, superimpose all this art all around you while music is playing. I mean, it's, it was an incredible experience.
1: Yeah, they're showing it on sheets, on bed sheets, right?
0: No, it was, well, they, well, they, it was on a wall. They were on white walls. I mean, I don't know if it was bed sheets or whatever. Was,
1: uh, well, they, were, they looked like whatever, white screens or bed sheets. So, yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> it wasn't HD. It looked like it was from a projector from the 1980s. Well, and you weren't a lousy uh, viewing because uh, the one I saw was great. Well, you saw, I was with you when you saw Van Gogh.
0: Yeah, we were, whatever the name of the town was, where uh, he uh, committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not sure. to mention Monet is way cooler.
0: Oh, I, I agree. I agree. The Monet. Oh,
1: uh, uh, no, I mean, I Van Gogh is pretty cool too.
0: Van Gogh was cool, but with the Monet, and then you go to the, uh, the gardens there. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was very, very cool.
1: Yeah. The, the, when you go to Monet's garden, it makes a lot more sense. You're like, Oh, he was actually really painting what he saw.
0: <laughs> I would just say this to anybody listening right now in that, if you ever get a chance to do a European river cruise, wherever it might be, wherever, wherever that river cruise might be, do it. Uh, the river cruises I've, I've done two. I know you've, you've done more than
1: two, I think, but yeah.
0: uh, the, the two that I've done have been incredible. Um, just uh, a great experience.
1: Um, yeah, actually, we're leaving to go to uh, Barcelona. We're flying to um, uh, Portugal for two days, going to see Fatima, and then uh, hop on a Windstar in Portugal, and then sail into the Mediterranean, hanging out in Gibraltar. I didn't know this. Do you know that Gibraltar was an English um, colony or an English yeah. territory? I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So we're going to stop off in Gibraltar and then sail into the Mediterranean all up the um, Spanish coast ending in Barcelona.
0: That'll be nice. I'll be in, I'm uh, going to Scotland next spring, Scotland and
1: England. I'm looking forward to that. I'm surprised you're not going to see the Huskers in Dublin.
0: Uh, yeah, no, mm. right. no. So anyway, okay. So I, I, I was, um, I was, I, I was thinking about this, uh, this tragedy that happened on uh, the 4th of July. And I was, I was listening to your show this morning and, uh, you know, you brought up the fact that if, um, excuse me, <clears throat> you brought up the fact that if this person was a Muslim, people would be much more open arms over it, you know, than they are about uh, the fact that it was, you know, some white suburban kid
1: yeah.
0: who, uh, who, uh, who, who did the, um, the shooting. And I was thinking, you know, I mean, the idea, look, you're never going to get rid of the guns entirely. You're never going to do it. But I thought about a friend of mine, a comedian that I knew back in the 80s. Who really liked his cocaine? He, he he liked he liked the way cocaine smelled, you know. And uh, he uh, one day he just stopped doing cocaine. And the reason he stopped doing cocaine was he realized that like the Medellin drug cartel were killing all these people just so that he could be high. Right. And he felt guilty that people were dying for his enjoyment. And I I just wonder how like you know the gun uh you know the the sellers of the the guns and the the supporters of the semi-automatic ak-47 style weapons i wonder if they don't ever like hear something like what happened on saturday and feel maybe just a little bit of guilt a little bit of you know on their hands
1: i think your friend might have been the rare person who got a conscience about stopping cocaine because of the medellin cartel well true i don't think that happens very often um, that's like saying, you know, people who make cigarettes, do you think they stopped and said, I'm going to stop making cigarettes because it's causing cancer? Um, I, they're, they're, I'm sure there are people out there, but they're few and far between. Um, I don't, I, here's what's so, uh, m- what I said on the show, I, I still in St. Louis last weekend, we had 19 shootings, people, 19 people were shot, seven people were killed. In a three day period, okay, almost identical numbers to a to a three minute shooting in right yeah in in Chicago right in
0: Holland park yeah
1: right, so if the guy's name was Mohammed, we would demand you know surveillance and give up our freedoms because we have to stop the terrorists if the guy's name is Jones then one side argues gun control, the other side argues uh, mental health. And if the guy's name is Washington, and Smith and Johnson, um, then nobody cares. So you go from, we have to give up our liberties because the guy's name is Mohammed, to nobody cares anymore about, you know, and why even report random shootings if the guy's name is Washington. But the results are all the same. You've got Six people dead, 19 people injured in St. Louis and Chicago in the same weekend. Do you find yourself
0: sometimes when you hear about a mass shooting and that, do you sometimes figure it's like, well, I'm not going to talk about this today because only five people were killed? You know, and like, what what, what number is the threshold that gets your attention anymore? Because you're right. You know, individually, seven people died in St. Louis. Over the weekend, right? Right. Yeah. And, okay. And then that doesn't really get anybody's attention, but if seven people died all at once in a crowded situation, that gets people's attention. What? What's the threshold though to make it like something to to really talk well, about?
1: Well, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the right answer, or, or the right question. I think the reason why this was a big story was because it was Fourth of July weekend, and there was no other news. And if it happened on a parade on a Tuesday for a high school basketball championship parade, it might've made the news, but it wasn't, you know, because how many, how many mass shootings have there been since Uvalde? There's been like 15 mass shootings since Uvalde. So why don't we talk about them? Because it happens on a Tuesday and the January 6th committee hearings are are on Tuesday.
0: Well, yeah, but at the same time, a mass shooting is anybody, any, any shooting that involves four people or more. Right. It okay? doesn't mean four deaths or more, just four people get shot or more. That's right. a mass shooting. And there've yeah. been over 300 of them so far this year. Right. Uh, but I do think I do think there has to be uh, a, a number of um, um, fatalities, a certain number of fatalities to really get, capture somebody's attention.
1: I don't know. I, I think we probably follow the national news and the national news follows it based on, um, you know, it was a slow news day. It was and, a slow and, uh, news weekend
0: availability. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: And, and um, you know, it was a 4th of July parade. Uh, that was something relatively new, right? You don't, you haven't shot up a parade. We've shot up a concert. We shoot up schools all the time. This was something new. 4th of July, celebrating freedom. It had all the earmarks of a quote unquote big story. Um, but if the guy's name was Mohammed, we'd treat it as a, you know, an act of terrorism and we'd crack down on Muslims and Muslim churches and we'd start hating on Muslims again and, you know, um we don't want Muslims prayer in our school and Muslims are trying to ruin America. And we need to we need to give up our freedoms because um and you need to read our mail because heaven forbid a Muslim walks into the country.
0: Yeah. Well we do, I mean, the uh, the story of the um the African-American man that was shot what 60 times. Yeah. And uh when they brought him into the morgue, he was handcuffed. Yeah. You no know, versus the case of you know, that punk kid there in Highland Park who was able to go in, you know, without a bullet in him.
1: Yeah. Now, it's, it's not apples to apples, but your point is well taken. Yeah. The, 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 the police say the, the, guy, the kid in Akron shot at the police, right? So the kid in Highland Park shot at strangers, but they both found a gun in the car. One guy was actually apprehended without incident. The other one had 60 bullets in him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, People just sort of go to their, you know, could you imagine, I mean, MSNBC and CNN and Fox would have handled this story completely different if the guy started yelling Allah Akbar right before he started shooting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But now let me ask you this. Also, I thought about this. Hey, how many police were chasing this guy and B how many bullets do they have in their guns? I mean, they could, they fire something like 80 shots, right? I mean, there's something like they fired 80 or 90 shots, 60 hit the guy. Um, how, how many, how much of an arsenal do these cops have when they're chasing somebody? I, mean, I do I,
1: I, I just sort of think of, you know, an officer with a six shooter by his side. Well, but- it's not nine. It's not 1912. They've got, you know, they got guns with magazines. I don't know anything about guns, but I mean, if the, if the guy's name was Mohammed, Right, Tucker Carlson would be yelling at Obama at uh, Biden because he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas the guy's name is Jones, people are like, "There's nothing you can do. It's just the nature of these kids." Right? I mean, imagine if somebody—the guy's name was Mohammed—and somebody's like, "Well, what are you going to do? I'm allowed to have my guns." Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: No. I mean, it's—we it's, I mean, live
0: in interesting times, to say the least. All right, uh, we're about out of time. Speaking about time, we're about out of time.
1: Thank you for uh, your time.
0: Yeah, so uh, what's your uh, over-under? We do over-under and under every week where we talk about the most over-reported story and the most under-reported story of the week. What's your most over-reported story?
1: Um, well, it's interesting you say that. I think the most... Well, I mean, the problem is that um, over-reported is sort of... We always usually talk about the most over-reported story. Um. I think the most underreported story in America is how these Republican candidates who are losing their primaries to other Republicans are claiming voter fraud. Have you seen how many people are claiming voter fraud? There's a guy in Illinois who got like 4% of the vote is claiming that it's voter fraud. The guy in Colorado is claiming voter fraud. The guy in Nevada, a Republican, claiming voter fraud. The guy in Arizona claiming voter fraud. The guy in, there's two people in South Carolina, I I think, who lost who were claiming voter fraud because they didn't win the elections. They're only getting like, you know, four, five, 10% of the vote. So this voter fraud thing is anytime now somebody loses, it's voter fraud.
0: Well, that ties in with my most underreported story of the week which was the article that you sent me from the New York Times about Todd radio's involvement in promoting the voter yeah. fraud and, and the big lie. So and, and, I think, and I think that's, you know, I think that's an important thing about these media outlets, uh, you know, for the most part, traditional respected media outlets that are pushing the fact that, oh, you can't trust our elections, where there's never been any proof of substantial voter fraud, you know? And, and, and you get these people just like, well, I didn't win, so the only way I could have lost... Is if uh, somebody cheated, and there, it's all going down from what Donald Trump was saying, and and what you know, um, uh, the 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 people that have just sort of gone along with this bullshit, where there's absolutely no proof of massive voter fraud, and Dominion that is suing Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, and uh, so far as winning every single case, moving this forward, which will probably end up bankrupting Newsmax and OAN. Um, um, the Fox cable network will probably be able to survive it. But, um, you know, going, going after these people because of all the ways they were promoting the lies that you couldn't trust the, the votes.
1: Well, the, the New York Times story was great. They had clips of maybe 20 different radio stations around the country yeah. um, of hosts propagating the big lie. And what what's, in, what's infuriating with me is if you, if you don't believe the lie, you're somehow a liberal, right? You, you, it, it, it it's, it's no, I was talking about this on the show today. It, it's, it's the reason why Liz Cheney's a liberal and a rhino is because she believes Donald Trump lost the election fair and square. Yeah. It, now she's the most conservative of them all, but. That doesn't matter. Policy-wise, she's she's the most conservative, a neocon, smaller government, voted for, for Trump's tax cuts and all that. But she she lives in reality, and somehow that's not good enough. You have to be beholden to Donald Trump regardless of his stance. So it's really a cult of personality, and it's not a party. It's a cult of personality. And these people who are claiming voter fraud because they lost. Um, you know, it's going to, it's going to keep, it's, it's not a good place to be.
0: Uh, yeah. And we need to get more people uh, like Liz Cheney, like Adam Kinzinger. Did you see, hear the the audio of some of these the threats that Adam Kinzinger was getting? It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got to, people got to speak up and say enough is enough on this. Well, none of that,
1: he's a veteran, yeah. right? The, the man's a veteran. You stand up and cheer veterans, unless of course, he thinks Donald Trump lost the election fair and square and then we should kill him. I mean, it, it's insanity.
0: Well, um, i i think that I think that so much attention is placed, though, on the far left and the far right that um, we we tend to neglect everybody that's like somewhat rational in the middle.
1: You know. Well, I, there's a guy in St. Louis, there, Missouri. This Eric Greitens. You know, if he ends up losing this this primary you know, why can't he claim voter fraud and his 20% of the voters believe it?
0: Well, let me ask you this. Why, you know, why, why, when you're saying you can't trust the elections, why would anybody that believes you can't trust the elections want to vote in the first place?
1: Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that connection. I guess it's true. Um, And that's what our our Republicans are afraid of. Um, But yeah, I get it, but Again, just because you say there's voter fraud doesn't mean there's voter fraud. And if these Republican primaries, uh, people keep claiming voter fraud, um, you know, how do you? They are they are in a sense killing their own young, right? They're destroying their own party from within.
0: We have to believe in our
1: systems of government.
0: Don't always have to like them necessarily, but we have to at least believe in them. Otherwise, we're going to be screwed.
1: I mean, and, 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 and quite frankly, you need a strong, vibrant, and healthy two-party system yes. in this country. You need a functioning Republican Party for this country to function. And right now, we don't have a functioning Republican Party.
0: Uh, yeah, and you need both parties to be able to listen to each other and find the common ground. Ronald Reagan, you know, always said it. Ronald Reagan and Tim O'Neill hung out together. Ronald yeah. Reagan said, if I get 80% of what I want, I've won. Yeah. And now it's going to be like all or nothing, and that's it. But anyway, uh, we're out of time. I got things I got to do. You, you got a life. We got, we got, we
1: very, very busy. Very busy. I think, I think the line is we're out of time. Thank you for your time. Till next time.
0: Again, uh, you bring up a Jane Russell, Russell braw reference and 1940s era radio announcer shtick. How old are you?
1: Uh, speaking of Jane Russell, I'm gonna go do a little Google search and an image search. Find some Jane Jane Russell cross your heart Barack commercials.
0: All right, I'll leave you with this. <laughs> Since you're doing a Google search, yeah. Google Betty White
1: naked. No, not Betty doing White that.
0: Nude. Go ahead. No. Betty I'm White not,
1: nude. I'm not doing Betty White nude. At, nor nor am I going to the post to look at Nancy Pelosi's swimsuit pictures.
0: I wish I could believe that.
1: I understand. I wish I could
0: believe that. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you later. You have a good day. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Bye
1: bye. Later, man. Ahura Media Production.